You are listening to season three of Black Girl Missing, a podcast that covers stories of black girls reported missing when they were under the age of 18. When black girls go missing, their cases are severely underreported in mainstream media. We want to shift the narrative. We invite you to listen, learn, and do whatever you can to help us bring as many girls home as possible. Due to the sensitive and sometimes graphic nature of these cases, we advise you to use caution when listening. Welcome back to Black Girl Missing, everybody. I'm Nikki. I'm Asa. I'm Feminista Jones, but you don't sound like Nikki. What the hell was that? She's got her podcaster <laughs> voice on. That's my well, podcaster you know voice. You know, what, you know what, folks? I think that is her podcaster voice because we are now using real podcast equipment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, well, first of all, it's good to see you all. Yes, we're in the same we're room. We're in the same room. I love it. I'm so and, excited. And I want the audience to know that I was inspired by the recent rash of black men <laughs> buying podcast equipment from Amazon. Yes. And I went to B&H Audio, right? They're, they're pretty because big. And I found this really great podcasting kit that came with microphones and headphones and a board where we can put sounds and, and do levels oh, because oh. I saw them doing it. And I was just and like, we could do it too. It was always a disappointment. And it's always, because they have, where do they sit? Like, they sit on stools, lawn chairs. Lawn chairs, folding, folding tables. Folding tables. Yeah. You can hear the echoes and wow, the reverberations. Yeah. You can hear the next door neighbors. You can hear the They're always asking what loneliness. women bring to the table, but they're not even sitting they're not, at a real they're table. They're not even at a real table. We are at a real table. This is actually. wood. Actual, it's this wood. is Particle a full board. wood table. And you all are sitting on a lush chair, couch situation. It's mm-hmm. has feel good. I'm cozy. I'm I'm feeling cozy Very as well. Um, so I just wanted everybody to know that we are. It's been three years, four four years since we were recording together because of the, the Panasonic. Rumor. Yeah, <laughs> kept us apart. Um, but we're back. We're no, back together, mm-hmm. and we're so happy to be in season three of Black Girl Missing. Um, Nikki, what do you have for us today? I have a, a new podcast voice because somebody said I sounded too country and it hurt my feelings. No, Who said that? I got a comment on Twitter. What? They were like, where are you from? You sound like a... Ooh. Wait. They wait. sound like a cowgirl. Oh. Well, point me to them. Because, <laughs> no. How come we not know this? I don't even have an she accent. She didn't even share this with us. I know. I don't have an accent. You do, no, actually. No, but I like um, it. Shit, it feels like home. You are from it Memphis. Is. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. I- <laughs> That's cool. Come from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying, son? It's all good. We all got places where we from. Know what I mean? True. What's good? These is facts. I'm okay if I sound like a banjo. Dead ass. Right. Yeah. Today, today we have a. I am going to give us an extra trigger warning today. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some violent uh, assault that I do have to describe. At oh. one point during this episode. Awesome. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about Yasmin Akree today. Okay. okay. Who was last seen at home on the west side of Chicago on January 15th, 2008. So it's quite a while ago. She resided on uh, West Congress Parkway with her adoptive mother, Rose May Starnes, and Rose's partner, Charles Burt. Now, after school on January 15th, Yasmin went to the YMCA as she did three times a week, and Yasmin's mentor dropped her off at home. 
Charles saw her do a load of laundry and then retreat to her bedroom in the basement. Mm -hmm. The next morning, there were visible signs of a break-in and Yasmin was gone. Wait a minute. Y'all know I go right in. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So wait, her mentor, so her mentor... From the YMCA. From the Y, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. Dropped her off. Dropped so her after off. school, okay. three okay. times a week, she would go to she the Y. And then the mentor would drop her And then off. she would go home, yeah. But Charles Burt did see her. Mm-hmm. She did a load of laundry. Okay. okay. She's 15 years old, so yeah, she's, she's old enough to be doing yeah. her laundry. She be doing her stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there were two locks on an outside fence and the lock on the basement door, and they had all been cut, like visibly cut. With, like, lock cutters? Like, bolt cutters, bolt cutters okay. or whatever, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yasmin's bedroom was in the basement, so that door led right to her bedroom to the outside, yeah. Mm. The only thing missing from the bedroom was Yasmin, even her glasses that she absolutely needed to see. Mm. That was the only thing still in the room that was should have been on her person at all times. So she wouldn't have left without her her glasses. Mm -mm. Because she can't see two feet in front of her. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Now, despite there being clear indicators of a break-in, what did Chicago police do? Not a I damn not thing. Not a goddamn thing. I'm shocked. Are you wow. Sure? wow. Chicago PD. Mm. Chicago police tagged Yasmin as a runaway. Oh, of course. And did not look into her disappearance. They did not collect the broken locks. Oh. <laughs> they Why? didn't even dust for fingerprints. Why would they do that? Why am I pretending to be surprised? Girl, I can't. <sighs> Now, at the time, Yasmin was a freshman at Austin Polytech Academy, and at the time of her disappearance, she was about to start a new job. She has had, and we've heard that before Mm -hmm. in other episodes, where they have these great things going on in their lives and they disappear. Right. That shit doesn't make sense. It gives us no indication that they're running away from anything because life is good. Exactly. Now, Yasmin had no history of runaway behavior. Um, but her past wasn't whimsical. She was born in Kentucky, and she had a very troubled past. Um, her mother, Joyce, who is now deceased, battled with substance abuse disorder, mm. and Yasmin and her older brother, Demarcus, were removed from her home when they were toddlers, mm. mm-hmm. which that can bring about a lot of different mm-hmm. issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's complicated, it's complex, and it depends on the person and the family dynamic and all kinds of other things. Right. So right. that was how her life began. And Yasmin spent several years in the Kentucky foster system where she was abused sexually and physically. Mm. Oh. And she developed severe emotional and behavioral problems. In 2001, Yasmin and her brother went to live with Rose Mae Starnes, their aunt, and she adopted them in 2006. Mm. They have a lot of family in Chicago. That's originally where their mother, Joyce, was from. Mm-hmm. They have a strong support system in Chicago. Okay. Starn stated that she loved Yasmin but had trouble dealing with her behavioral challenges. Mm-hmm. And occasionally she would discipline her by hitting her with the belt mm-hmm. or locking her in the basement. Oh, Lock- okay, wait. I don't. I mean, I get that's her bedroom, but locking But you locked her like in anywhere. there. So in case of emergency, if the house was on fire and you can't can't, and she can't get out, mm-hmm. yeah, that's absolutely child abuse. You're not yes. supposed to lock children in rooms. It is. Oh. And I, I don't understand how anyone could think this is a solution yes. to your behavior. That but it's, it's common, though, It is right? Yeah. So like, we'll be on Twitter and having people talk about, I'll break the door off before I let you close or give you right. this or whatever. Or like, the way people think about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's so weird, like, the things that, 
people will do uh, to children and then call it discipline and yeah. don't see any problem with it. And then if someone comments on, like, do you see that that behavior is really harmful? They look at us like we're nuts. Right. Right, likely because it happened to them. Absolutely. Right. And nobody wants to, because of the way that we deify parents mm -hmm. in our society, we're not allowed to say, your parent probably fucked up. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you are messing up. Right. Right. You can't say nothing about nobody's mama. No. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. They're not having that. So she was beating her with a belt and then yeah. locking her. her, her and you locking a foster child who's been abused and moved around right. in a room. Right. Yeah. And you're supposed to be family. Right. Okay, just want to. So in 2007, a year later, just a year after adopting them, Yasmin's brother was 16 years old, and Starnes asked him to leave her home. Excuse me? Well, why would you adopt him if you felt like his behavior was so awful mm -hmm. that he had to leave at 16? Again, this is a child. Oh, like, money. The money. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. No, the money. Because yeah. when you adopt a child out of foster care, you still yeah. get a check. You get money. Mm -hmm. The state will help you out. Mm-hmm. And when it's kinship care because you are related to them, you get even more. Mm, okay. Yeah. So Yasmin was the only child living at the residence at the time of her disappearance. She had been an excellent student in middle school, but when she started high school, her performance declined sharply and she began bringing home poor grades. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's usually an indicator of an issue that is not mm -hmm. readily seen mm -hmm. right. or someone isn't really paying attention to or isn't even aware that it's happening. Yeah, some emotional, right. mental health stuff going yes. on, possibly some, some physical stuff. Something's yep. happening. Something else happened. Now, this is where the story gets to a point where I'm like, how come no one did anything about this or said anything? Jimmy Terrell Smith and his father lived in the second floor apartment in Yasmin's building at the time of her disappearance. This neighbor had moved in with his father after being uh, after leaving prison. Now, the father of Jimmy Terrell Smith was friends with Rose Mae Starnes. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Terrell Smith moved into the building in 2005 at the same time Yasmin was living there after he got parole. Now, I, I just want to pause for a second. Prison? The man name is Jimmy Terrell. And it already sounds we like... We already know. It's mess. Yeah. It's mess. Yeah. It's yeah. the man named Jimmy Terrell, and he on parole. I hate to be stereotypical, but, but you The man was... named Jimmy Terrell, <laughs> and he's on parole. And it's Jimmy with I-E, not See, you know, <laughs> Do you, you know, know why? Do you know why he was in prison? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Attempted murder, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew he did it. He did it. Yeah. Guilty as fuck. It's, <laughs> it's gonna get worse. He did that shit. It's gonna get okay, worse. Okay. Guilty as fuck. Jimmy Terrell is something else. Yeah. Oh no. Jimmy. Now, following his release from prison, he was arrested six times. Wow. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's a lot. That's a lot. And he admits that he was always armed and he sold drugs near Yasmin's apartment. Yeah. Mm. He reportedly took an interest in her. Oh. And she mentioned him twice in her diary. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. You nasty fuck. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Terrell on parole mm -hmm. and took an interest in a teenager. It gets worse. No. I don't know how. Starnes did not tell the police that Jimmy Terrell Smith was living in her building until 2009. 
when he was arrested for raping four women and girls, including, wait a minute, Mm -mm. including two 14-year-old girls who he kidnapped. (gasps) You said there wasn't no trigger warnings. I'm sorry, you're right. (laughs) What the fuck is this? That's harsh. Yeah, you're right, my bad. Oh, man. I can go back and No, we'll we'll do that because... But, yeah. So, wait a minute. It gets worse. It gets worse. Pause. No, wait. Can we we just... Can we just have a drink of water and talk about the the beautiful birds that we saw outside that were just really (laughs) nice? And you said something about raping two girls, and I'm just and then yeah, and kidnapped. Actually, it was four, four. Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. But two were kidnapped, and her aunt was just like, "Dude, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. There was nothing." So, in a press interview from jail, first of all, who in the hell? Decided to interview this man while he was in jail. But that's neither here nor there. Well, you know, because... I guess. Jimmy Terrell Smith said he knew what happened to Yasmin. And also that he was responsible for four murders that he hadn't been charged with. Yeah. Wow. This is... Okay. What is What is happening right now? I don't even understand. (laughs) This information hasn't been confirmed by my research, so I don't know if he actually committed these other murders or whatever. No, he probably did. I don't know nothing about that. The non-research side of me is like, you did that shit. did that shit. Mm -hmm. Guilty as fuck. But if he says, I know what happened to her and she's missing, again, what are the police doing? Nothing. 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 They're too busy, like, whining about their budgets and all that mm-hmm. other bullshit. Too busy planting things on other people, lying, torturing, yeah. all that stuff that the Chicago mm-hmm. PD does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he was sentenced to 110 years for the rape and kidnapping charges after pleading guilty in 2016. I just want us to, like, pay attention to the dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the hell took so long? Right? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. None. At all. That's a long time. That's a long ass time. 2016. Yeah. And as someone who has both been in the penal system and also been victimized, mm-hmm. um, I cannot imagine waiting for whatever people call justice. Mm-hmm. You harmed someone in my family or someone I care about. And it took y'all all these years to do something mm-hmm. for him to go to court, for him to go to jail, whatever. But also, what the hell is happening? You're supposed to have a, a speedy trial. Mm-hmm. And well, there's they have, yeah, they have a right to a speedy trial, so the the defendant can push for that. Right. But right. if if you know, but I mean, why wouldn't? But he? to drag it out yeah, like right. this, and then well, part if of dragging are the per, the the victim or the family of the victim having to watch him do interviews, yeah, and admit it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so the thing about that though, when it involves children, remember what happened with R. Kelly's case? Yeah, oh. they dragged it out to the point where the the woman would have to testify as, as a grown adult. woman, yep. as an adult, and they don't see a and child. they don't see a child. Right. So sometimes right. when it comes to murders and rapes of teenagers and things like that, they will drag they it out, mm-hmm. and so so that way when everything happens, yep. now you have a woman testifying, and the jury is kind of like. They're not. You they're not making imagine. the connection no. because they see yeah. it general Americans are not very smart, and then they sit on juries and decide people's fates because they can't imagine. Wow, and she then, wasn't you know, really a girl, was are, she? Right. If know. they're a black, yeah, you don't. She's never. She was never a girl. Doubt. She was right. never yeah. a girl. So yeah. when when the victimized person is black, we're already a, there's already an adultification in place yeah. by the time mm-hmm. we're like six or seven yeah. years old. Yeah. So if you harm a teenage girl who's black 
And then they wait until she's an adult for her to testify. Mm -hmm. They see somebody who is in their 30s at this point. Right. And they she don't was probably see fast. Any, she was probably mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. You know? They don't yeah. see any remnants of a mm-hmm. child whatsoever. And they decide, well, what did she do to put herself in that yeah. situation? Right. But we've talked so much about that that our listeners are going to know that's exactly where our minds are going with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it gets worse. Oh. Look, Jimmy Terrell is something else. I don't know. His name is Jimmy Terrell. He was born to be bad. He ain't have a praying he grandmama. Didn't, he didn't oh, have no. nothing growing up. Mm-mm. So 2016, he's sentenced to 110 years for rape and kidnap wow. of mm-hmm. these, four, these four women. But right before that, in 2014... He was plotting to have Cook County Judge James Lynn and Assistant State Attorney Michelle Papa murdered. As his trial date for that case got closer. This is movie level. Jimmy can't get right. Foolish. Nope. Jimmy Terrell can't get right. He ain't got Mm -mm. no get right. There is no get right to get. So it just, it blows my mind because what were you trying to do? You were trying to get off for this? By killing? By killing a judge and a state attorney. I got a question, though. Yeah. Were all his victims black? Yes. That's Uh, a lot of time for black victims. Which is shocking. I'm I'm shocked. Are we sure it's more more connected to the murder plot? Mm. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. It's not? Because that's separate. That was separate. It's separate. I I just have to point that out, that that's kind Mm -hmm. of surprising that he got 110 years for black victims. But I think it's also just a combination of... His just criminal his resume. Whole life story. Yeah. His whole life story. It's just like you can't get right. Let's just throw your ass in there and just yeah. keep you in and there, yeah. and you ain't never coming out yeah. because yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. And I I get the logic behind that. Despite yeah. us being abolitionists, I mm-hmm. I understand why they would just say throw, throw your ass in there because you're a guaranteed yeah. check anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just put him in there. Yeah. I get it. Now in 2019 was when he went on trial for the murder for hire plot. Okay. And he was found guilty for that, too. I did not find a sentencing um, situation, but because it was 2019, it's very oh. well that, that he hasn't been sentenced yeah. yet. COVID really pushed a lot of that kind of That's stuff true. back. That's true. So he's likely just going to die in prison, which, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean... What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> yeah. Now, I thoroughly believe that Jimmy Terrell Smith knows what happened to Yasmin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but in the interim, Rose Starnes did pass away from complications from diabetes and renal failure in February of 2014 Mm -hmm. at the age of 57, which is very young. young, She was eulogized by her cousin, the Reverend Ira Acree, as being a giving person, stating she would give you the shirt off her back, and she wasn't a freeloader member at church. She paid her tithes. Oh, wow. I was trying to figure so out how you out. are a freeloader at church, but yeah. You that, contribute mm. to the building fund. You see my face. Yeah. Yeah. see my yeah. face. I, mm. I, I did reach out to Reverend Akri to try and speak to him about Yasmin's disappearance and how the family feels and if they wanted to make any statements or say anything. And I never received any responses. I sent a couple emails, made some phone calls, left some voicemails. But when I saw this quote about her not being a freeloader at church, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because what the it's fuck? Ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's what are you yes. saying? Yeah. 
a now, freeloader he, at church. He's saying this about someone who he appreciates he, and he's related to. They're cousins. And related to. I'm trying to think of what he thought of Yasmin. Yeah. Like, why even like, say freeloader? It, that choice of words, choice really. Of words. And it was a quote. So, like, those were his words. He, he chose to say those things. Yeah. So, did he see Yasmin as a freeloader? Freeloader, exactly. It makes me wonder Ooh. because it looks like Reverend Akri might be um, running for like local office or something mm-hmm. in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that you would refer to a constituent at your church mm-hmm. or a congregant at your church as not a freeloader because they pay tithes mm-hmm. and calling them a giving person. Suggest that those who don't pay tithes are freeloaders. Are freeloaders. Yes. Right. But but y'all Jesus said that money ain't, the, ain't supposed to be. Money's not even real. It's what are you doing? Thing. So It now, was confusing. You know. Was there any community support behind Yasmin's disappearance? Absolutely. Okay. So first let me talk about Yasmin's brother Demarcus. Okay. Because as Reverend Akri had really, really nice things to say about Miss Starnes. Yasmin's brother said that she abused them in that basement. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he said that they were locked away like prisoners and starved. Ugh. Oh. I can see that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He stated that he ran away from her at 16 and never returned. Mm. But Yasmin didn't have the heart to go with him. Mm. And I, I get it. When yeah, you're a kid. You're a young girl at that. Yeah. Yeah. And Yasmin's family has been very vocal about their feelings in regards to her disappearance and the way that she was failed by the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. And Chicago police have allowed Yasmin's case to go cold, despite there being people who have information and have clearly said, I know what happened to her. And they have not done anything about that. Yasmin's family, Reverend Akri included, has said that when they inquire, police don't respond to them. Mm-hmm. So I am fine. Yeah. Yeah, and we've heard we've heard that happen. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in mm-hmm. our in, you know, just with our own two eyes. Yeah. And I'm thinking what's connecting for me is if Reverend Akri was a fan of Miss Starnes, which is, you know, it's his cousin, okay, fine. But if he has something a a, a beef with the police, I'm not actually sure that his commentary about Yasmin's disappearance has the integrity that I think it should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels more like a political complaint mm-hmm. and less mm-hmm. of a familial go find my niece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. Which is, yeah, so she's not being centered in this. No. Yeah. It's that's like problematic. my family, my family, my family, me, 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 me. And it's like, well, what about Yasmin? Yeah, what like, about mm-hmm. this girl? What have you honestly done to, you know, find her? Right. And, Yasmin's family and local community leaders have, they are offering $10,000 as a reward. Um, If you know anything about Yasmin's disappearance, please call the Chicago police or the FBI. Um, I personally believe that Jimmy Terrell Smith did something to Yasmin. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% believe that he broke those locks. Mm -hmm. And I think that the police didn't do anything about it because that's what cops do. They don't solve crimes. They don't, Act, they react, mm-hmm. and they only react 
when they think there's going to be a check at the end of it. Personally, mm-hmm. I just feel like if they don't know that they can arrest someone for something, yeah. they're not going to bother. And you know, the other part of it is that if they do believe that he did something, right. they're like, we already got him. Oh, so, yeah. right. you know, we've, he's already gone and locked away. If he's the, mm-hmm. if he's the main primary suspect in this, they don't have nobody else. Why all should we do the extra Why should we even work? bother? Because the man's already in jail. He's got a 110-year sentence. Yep. And they're not thinking, let's bring the family closure. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, put in, a pin in this. And that costs they're, the state money. It does. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So instead of costing the state money to put him on trial for her disappearance or to mm-hmm. investigate, spend mm-hmm. the money to investigate, whatever else, any type of forensic testing that needs to be done, that kind of stuff is expensive. We know that. Mm -hmm. But instead of pumping that money out for this black girl who, in their minds, likely was never going to be anything Mm -hmm. because she had so much trauma Mm -hmm. and so many different issues. We know that. They they already look at the foster kids and see them as automatically going to be low wage mm-hmm. poverty yep, put, they put, put in the jail they already mm-hmm. already predict their lives for them mm-hmm. yep. so they invest nothing nothing mm. so her being missing i mean she could still be alive yeah. and she could be out yeah. there and they're not going to look for her or try to find her or try to discover any new information mm-hmm. because it's just an expenditure she's just yeah. a line item at this point yeah. right and that's fucked up yeah and this, you said that this was in 2008? Yeah. And he, it, it went all the way up to 2016 for this other mm-hmm. stuff. So she's been she's been missing for, what, four, that's what, 14? You know, my math ain't my strong. That's 14 years? So she would be yeah. about 29, 30, almost 30 years old, yep. right? Mm-hmm. If she's alive. Yep. And, I mean, we all know all the possibilities of what could have happened at a teenager Absolutely. at that time. You know, it could have been trafficking mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, For sure. And we don't know because he he kidnaps, he's raped people, yep. murdered people, probably, or was it attempted murder? It was attempted, attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. No, he's probably killed some people, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Men named Jimmy Terrell, that's kind of... <laughs> that have a record like that. What That's kind of what happens. Yeah. Another yeah. thing I think about when somebody of Yasmin's age... That's a hard, it's a hard age, especially when you're a teenage girl. There's so much going on, Mm -hmm. lots of changes. One thing I think about is when they are not found um, deceased, how many of these girls go missing? The trauma inflicted on them is so severe that now they are suffering from active psychosis. They're not getting any help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people around them have no idea what psychosis looks like. So yeah. they're just right. like, oh, she's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Let's give her some drugs. Or she's black. Or she's black. how black people just, act. Yep. Right. Yeah. Oh, she's loud and she's yeah. boisterous yeah. and she's this All and she's that. that. And they don't think about like how much of this is just PTSD yeah. Yeah. or depression or bipolar mm-hmm. disorder or schizophrenia or anything like that. And now they're just societal throwaways and nobody gives a shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Yasmin, I mean, you know, gosh, I hope she's still alive. I hope that she is has been able to live a good life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would I I just wish that the police departments that are constantly asking for more and more money. Yeah. Could Mm -hmm. actually put some resources towards finding black girls when they go missing. Because it's the same thing damn near every time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't. If you're not, unless it's the instances where we had the middle class families or the families that had some money to be able right. to put behind things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, you're almost guaranteed that nobody's going to give a shit about your kid. Nope. Right. And that's terribly unfortunate. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much that for tuning a, in. That was a lot. Yes. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. We're going to take a deep breath. Whew. 
drink some water, mm-hmm. recenter ourselves, and charge some crystals or something. Yeah, but this was like the pimp my ride of fuckery. Yeah, it just, <laughs> what? Okay. It just, you kept, but it gets worse. Oh, but it gets worse. God, this one here. I put a go. I put a goldfish in the dash. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh my god, she did. She's All got right. two air fresheners hanging up from the mill. There's a disco ball in there. Jeez. Disco ball of fucker. And when you open the door, it plays like the theme from Dolomite or yes. some shit. Like, we see you like podcasts. Wow. So we put a mixer in your trunk. Wow. Wow. Shout out to our new podcast equipment once again, yes. uh, capturing all of our nonsense. <laughs> uh, we hope to enjoy this episode. Um, or I don't know if enjoy the right word. We, uh, um, thanks for listening. Something. Thanks for getting this yes. far. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank right, you we, for tuning in. And we hope to this see is, you, uh, you know, as our, as we or something. move through our third season, mm-hmm. um, I'm just mm. immensely glad that people have stuck with us for this long. Yes. yes. Rocking with and us. And there's, seems to just be a really genuine concern from our listeners Mm -hmm. and they have stopped asking us to talk about white girls i love it wow thank you wow thank you yes because we're never going to do that i i appreciate it absolutely it's literally called black girl missing yeah yeah oh jeez. yeah and who and okay and okay thank you everybody thank you have a good day bye Black Girl Missing Podcast is researched, written, and produced by three concerned black women who want justice for missing black girls. Today's episode was written and produced by Nikki Irene, and the Black Girl Missing theme was produced by Siraj Khalif. Be sure to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at BLK Girl Missing. On Facebook, we're at Black Girl Missing Pod. On Instagram, we're at Black Girl Missing Podcast. Visit our website for more information about each case, blackgirlmissingpod.com. Contact us on social media or email us at blackgirlmissingpodcast at gmail.com with any tips, feedback, or names of girls you want us to look into. You can further support Black Girl Missing by subscribing to our Patreon, where you will receive exclusive behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash blackgirlmissingpodcast and subscribe today. We really appreciate your support.